Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 10 of the Loose Change podcast, where I personally guarantee this will be a top 10 episode of ours. We've got Kai, we've got Brayden, we've got Stuart. How's it going, everybody? Everyone say stuff at once. It's going so good. <laughs> it's really good. Brayden? If you want to sleep with your sister, don't comment on her Instagram live. Keep it in the text <laughs> messages. And that's Keep where I'll add the intro music for today's podcast. Everybody, here we go. We're episode 10. We're going to be talking Rangers. We're going to be talking Tampa, talking Colorado. We're going to be discussing McDavid's drunk video. We have our first ever ad on the Loose Change podcast coming up a little bit later before we talk Kenobi, before we talk Braden's love. Um, as always in the Loose Change podcast, we jump right into it. We're just a few guys giving two cents on everything hockey. And everything hockey includes the Rangers versus TB series. Guys, I told you Tampa was winning. All three of you on the podcast. You turned your backs on the back-to-back champions and said that Igor Shosturkin would pull it off. You know, it's rare that I'm wrong. And uh, this is one of those few occasions. But you know what? Uh, in life, it's all about lessons and learning from your past mistakes. In this case, I learned that Shesterkin couldn't be better in two games out of three against Vasilevsky. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have bet on that. Maybe I should have gone with the back-to-back cup champs. Will I make that mistake again? Yes, I'm still calling Colorado against Tampa, but we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm very nervous about that. Because we're you're, you're all nervous against Colorado. Col- yeah, you're nervous about Colorado. Against yeah. Tampa? Yeah, definitely. Is, it is Tampa. They seem very inevitable. Yeah, okay, that's fair. The other thing, too. They do have the gold like, t- tending edge again, too. I was going to say, I feel glad. A big gold tending edge. Just stating, oh, yeah, she's jerking. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Now I'm going to take Darcy Kemper over Andre Vasilevsky, but uh, let's stick with the Rangers review first, and then I guess we can move into that. Yeah, yeah we'll move yeah. into that after. I mean, the Rangers, let's start with it. You got to six games versus Tampa, and the series could have gone a lot differently. Let's yeah. rewind a little bit. It was 2-0 in game three. Rangers up 2-0 in the series, and they lost a two-goal lead in game three, and that would have been lights out, I think. I don't see Igor Shosturkin losing four straight games up 3-0. He did when he was up 2-0. It's a little bit different, though, I think. If they get that game, it would have been a dagger. But Tampa, Tampa tampered the Rangers. Totally tampered them. Mm-hmm. It was 2-1 games, 3-1 games. Nothing you can do against the uh, shutdown um, aspect of that team with Vasilevsky mm-hmm. and that. Can't do it. Can't beat it. There's teams that deflate after a goal against, and there's teams that don't. And after the Lightning scored, you know, first goal, whatever goal, like you could see New York just deflated a little bit. I was like, oh, what? When? Like in the last game, game six? Yeah, but like, oh, I thought both of the, you know, almost all four were of the of the Tampa wins where if it was a tying goal or a go-ahead goal, like, you know, any like important goal that would either tie the game or put the Rangers ahead, like, it just seemed to have that morale effect on the uh, Rangers where it's just like, oh, fuck, like, this is it. Like, we're going to lose. And maybe you could chalk that up to them just being a young team. Maybe you could chalk it up more to Tampa's experience. But pretty much Tampa, if, you know, they go behind a goal or even two, it's just like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, it, 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 it's almost uh, – it's reminiscent to me of golf 
of having a shitty shot and how you let it affect your next shot. Right. right. Yeah. The Rangers, totally. right. It was kind of like they chunked it on their drive and they went, ah, fuck. And then that, that follow-up with the four iron wasn't too hot either, but you know, the lightning, Oh, fucked up the drive five yards. Oh, well, we'll just smack it with the three wood and they still make birdie. Yeah. Okay. To make another golf reference too, it's, you know, when you have that two stroke lead going into the 15th hole, but then you look at the leaderboards and of course the person you're playing is tiger woods. Yeah. He's on your tail. It's Tampa Bay. You, if you mess up once against Tampa Bay, mess up once against Tiger Woods, you're done. And I think that's exactly what happened in game three. And ever since then, I, I felt it was like Tampa's series to win. Um, going into the next one, I think Tampa's going to be riding high, knowing that they just won four straight. But the Rangers got to feel good that they took, uh, took Tampa to six. And it was Dude, a close even, game. They weren't even supposed to really make the playoffs this year. Like Everyone thought they'd push, but like, what as a wild card team were kind of seemed what expectations were. It was okay. The rebuild's done. Let's see what the team can do, like where they could push to that playoff spot. You know, that division was supposed to be, be way closer as well, right? Like the Islanders were the favorite to win the division. Yeah, to start the year. God. Right? It is like, crazy how a year changes. Eh? The Jets were the favorites to uh, uh, come out over every Canadian team to start the year. <laughs> can you believe that? From that's the start crazy. That is actually kind of hard to believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Why <sighs> the the Leafs wouldn't have been the favorite? Um, yeah, maybe they were, but I don't count that because I knew Toronto was doomed from the start. <laughs> Everyone knew that's why this they were. This is not a Toronto podcast until the off season, which it becomes a very Toronto podcast. Um, other than that, Gallant's getting a lot of heat for what I think is no reason. That guy is coached his ass off like you said Braden. it was a team that who knows they're gonna be a wild card team to start the year made it to the conference finals why is he getting any shit at all for scratching kids because late he in made the, the season? wrong move he should not have scratched capo every single move he made before worked out every yeah, single one look at who you else you had now i know that it's different positions but strom dude the guy couldn't skate the guy was de- half dead it was a corpse of ryan strom you tell me that the corpse of ryan strom is better than a healthy capo no, I think Strom played way better than Kako throughout the season and playoffs and that Strom, you know, was healthy enough to play. And then obviously throughout the first period, looked like he, it wouldn't work out. But I don't know, man. Looking I at get the possession the numbers, looking at the possession numbers between the two players, not only just in the series so far, but um, their playoff performances. Like, I've got a tough time sitting out Kako. And then that, you know, on the larger scale too, that kills his there's already trade rumors about him that kills his value going into the off season. Yeah. Do you guys think he's going to get moved? I think they look, it kind of feels like they're looking to, I think the Rangers look at their team and they go, where will we weaken that? Where do we need to grow? They need centers. I think they re-signed Andrew cop for that reason. I Um, think cop hits the open market. I think he's going to get like a $5 million deal. He's going to get a lot of money. I think he's going to check out what's going on. And I think the Rangers need, well, cops a winger though too, isn't he? He can, he can do everything. Center. He can play center. He, he does everything. They're definitely going to try to bring Cobb back just based off of how effective. You have to. That guy was so oh, he's, good. But yeah, he's I want a great him, right? Like Everybody wants him. He could play first line or your fourth line. He could play that skill game or he could play that physical power forward. Like, absolutely fantastic player. That's a Swiss Army knife of a player, right? You could plug him in any situation, any scenario, you know, any play style that you want out of him, and he's going to give you that. 
So um, I see the Rangers resigning him for that reason. They'll try, but Clever. I just think that with the season that he had, that's his platform year. Mm-hmm. So then what do the Rangers do? They need that center too, right? They need that Swiss Army knife. Oh boy. And be can we before? think of one? Oh, man, Is there one that winger. we've talked about on this podcast before? This a rings a bell. Winger. I don't think he plays so. for Vancouver. I don't know. If you there's know. any listeners, tweet us, uh, yeah. DM us. Let us know if you can think of the player we were talking mm-hmm. about. All you had to move is. was a, a third line, a third pair defenseman who plays 11 minutes a night, and you could be in the Stanley Cup final. No, I'm not Chris Drury. I'm not an NHL GM. Do I think that that trade is worth it? Uh... You have to give more context for the viewers that don't yeah. know what you mean. I don't Vancouver know who you're Canucks about. of JT Miller. You know, they wanted a Miller. And uh, the Canucks wanted Mr. Braden Schneider of the New York Rangers, the third pair right-handed D. And the Rangers are completely unwilling to give up Schneider in any trade deal. Uh, and instead offered a different prospect, Nils Lungfist, which is so... why JT Miller did not end a Ranger. But if you're the Rangers, how do you not kind of look in the mirror and go, maybe that's what would have put us over the top? They kind they of score. strange. They couldn't score 5-on-5. It seems strange and, to me too yeah. because the Rangers' defense already is decently young. Like Keandre Miller's young, Fox is young. Like I, I, I don't have a get third it. guy on the right, but like yeah. why would not you just not that a third guy on the right? To... But you're the two right D is Adam Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking Adam Fox's drop away and Jacob Truba, whose contract makes it so you're not taking his place. Yeah, yeah, dude, try and take his place. You're gonna have an elbow in the face in practice. If you're not <laughs> oh taking Jacob God. Truba's spot in the lineup. I so, hate Jacob. Yeah. Let's talk about Truba for a second. How many Chelios straight plays did he make this postseason? Mm-hmm. That was great. He didn't get called like the rest of the league. It Dude, was, Chelios, the like I was channeling the inner Scott Stevens. I had no idea Truba was that physical. My goodness. He's turning he, into like the guy, the defensive guy to be scared of in the NHL at this point. It was mm-hmm. Bufflin, but Bufflin's gone now. Yeah, now he's the guy that the <laughs> NHL lets get away with headshots. He just throws his elbow out on like every like every check. It looks. Like. Did you see the play in Game Six against Palat? Palat literally skates from behind his goalie to the blue line. Didn't touch the puck once. Wasn't near the puck at once. And Truba just lays him out. The interference that was not an interference call. It was not an oh, interference yeah. call. It was nothing. Oh, yeah, on Corey Perry. He can't set picks. It was on Palat. Yeah. It was on Palat. But I'm sure there's another instance in Perry. Perry. I bet you it happened twenty. I bet you it's a different instance you guys are talking about. Like it happened a lot. Yeah, no, it's just completely data. I don't know how that's not a call. And if you're a Lightning fan, you should be ecstatic because you're going to the Stanley Cup final for the third year in a row. But you had every right to be furious on that call or no call, rather. It's, I don't know, man. It's NHL game refing. Like, but the Rangers got what they out. need. You know, going forward, if you're a Rangers fan, you're like, we have the piece, we have Igor. Well, you know, you know how I feel, though, too, about them. Like, I think that that's a team that's a strong candidate for regression going into next season. Um, obviously how they shape the team moving forward in the off season is going to dictate a lot of what that team looks like moving forward as well as my expectations for them. Um, but they need centers. Like that's where they need to shore up. I think Kako's a guy that maybe you see him on the move, even Lafreniere. You think they make some moves with the young guys? I yeah, think I don't that think Lafreniere. Lafreniere hasn't worked out there yet. The Rangers have a terrible no. history of developing high draft picks. And uh, I don't know if you know who his agent is, or was, but uh, he, Barney Simpson. His agent was the first female agent in the NHL to have their client go first overall, Emily Castangay, and uh, she's no longer his agent. 
because she was hired by uh, the Vancouver Canucks as an assistant general manager to oversee all of their contract work. Now, I don't know, maybe there's a little fit between the Rangers and the Canucks, uh, as we've previously established, but there's strong connections there, man. Like, and who's going to know better about what he needs for his own development than his former agent? Sloppy. I don't know what you're talking about. Agents. What? Agents? You know, like a player agent? Yeah, but like who player agent? Like, what are you? Are you as like, Lafreniere. Did you you're talking about like Lafreniere to the Canucks? Yeah, Lafreniere's okay. agent that he had for his entire career up until like last year is now working for the Canucks. I can't see the Rangers trading Lafreniere. Yeah, yeah that's, quite the shows that's its cap. a bad take, I think. You don't think so? No. Yeah, no, there's no way. Did you watch the series team. at all? Like Lafreniere was very he big. Showed for that up team. at the end. Yeah, I, like Sheedle or Kako, maybe. I do not see the Freddie Eric getting traded. I can't see. I can't see. Sheedle. Sheedle. I don't know. Sheedle. 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 I don't know. Sheedle. Sheedle. Whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Okay. I can't but see Sheedle like, going because, like we've been saying, they need centers, and he plays. But center. he had such a bad regular season. Like he only showed up in the postseason for them. That's what matters. You know? that's, that's the best time to show contracts. up, though. Yeah. You rather... can't, though. Look how many deals have been signed in the NHL just because of a strong playoff performance, just for them to be in the tank next year. Tyler, you're a Leafs fan. You don't remember Bickle? Not Brian Bickle. Sorry, <laughs> what am I saying? Dave Boland. Brian Bickle was another one, though. I I remember Dave Boland. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's He was on the Leafs with Randy Carlisle as a coach. He wasn't going to do well. <laughs> okay, Dave Boland, Barkley Goudreau, like Blake Coleman. The list There's so many examples. And I, I think Coleman's a good player and that mm-hmm. you want him in the playoffs. And that's a guy who's going to, but he put up 40 points, 50 points. Like he's a great player, but he's overpaid and that's going to hurt you in like three mm-hmm. years time. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a, he's a great third liner. Yeah. Don't overpay, but they're, pay, but they're paying him the second liner. Right. So, yeah. Um, but all to say, I don't know. I think the Rangers are going to be very active going into the off season. And I wouldn't be shocked to see a lot of big young names be moved on that team. Mm-hmm. They yeah, because I mean, young players, man. Well, I mean, like Ryan Strom is a UFA as well, right? So they got Strom, they got Cop, um, Tyler Mott's a UFA. Vetrano, Vetrano is like a big part of that team at the in the playoffs. But how much are you going to yeah, sign that's Frank Vetrano to? Not much, but he was an important piece on that team. He was huge for them, actually. Yeah, yeah he scored a lot of big goals. But that's the big piece, though, right? Moving forward, is that the key to being successful in the NHL and, you know, look at Tampa and Colorado's two teams that do it best. I think from a managerial perspective is that they have those players show up in the playoffs, but then they don't, they don't keep them. That's the key, right? It's finding the next guy. Who's the next yeah. Tyler Mott going to be? I guess we'll see what the Rangers do in the off season. I'm excited to get to July 1st. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado and TB. Let's talk about it. This is the Stanley cup finals. You know, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> This is the best cup final. So oh, yes. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know how far At back least do you want to go. It's, it's a dream matchup, right? Best since the Canucks Bruins for sure. I <laughs> think it's the best matchup since Chicago Detroit, Bruins was a good one in like Detroit 2015. Penguins 09. I was gonna say the Penguins yeah. Red Wings. It's yeah. This is a good matchup, man. Like the this, two, yeah, so coming bad. into the coming into the playoffs, this is like the two teams I wanted to see in the finals. It's the two best teams on the ice. It's the two teams, the best management in the league. It's the two teams with the best cap management in the league. They're the best. Yeah. Right? Like, this- And they have the all-stars. Like, both teams locked and loaded. Ranton and Landeskog, McCarr, McKinnon. 
other side, Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, Vasilevsky. Like, this is what the NHL wanted. If they could have picked two in the finals, it would have been Leafs, Flames. I mean, it would have been Colorado, TB. It would have been, think, this is exactly what we wanted. I think Batman would have wanted Arizona in the file, in the, uh, in the final. You know, we know how much he loves his coyotes. This is an anti-Batman podcast, by the way. <laughs> but it is, man. Like, I mean, I'm really excited for uh, for Wednesday night. Like, this is what I'm really interested to see is if Point is there for game one and if we see Nazem Kaji return. We talked earlier gonna... about the goaltending being a big difference, but with the def- – I, I don't know, man. I, I think that that's going to be the biggest factor there is that if Point's back and Kadri's not, you're in rough shape if you're Colorado. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm of the perspective that Kadri's joining halfway through and points going to start, but not be 100% at all. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> sure, if there's any way you could play, even if you're only at 10%, like the guy's going to play. Kadri mm-hmm. is skating. So, so is point. He's skating, but it's not in full practice. So I wouldn't be surprised if he misses like the first two games or something. He must not even be able to hold a stick, man. But you got to find a way back if you're Nas. Go go be like Dreisaitl. Don't move. Just somehow make it work. One hand on the stick. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is there anything besides the, uh, obviously, everything about it, like the matchup and the goaltender matchup, McKinnon versus Kucherov, Stammer, is there anything that you guys are especially looking forward to matchup-wise? Because for me, Sorelli McKinnon is going to be interesting to check out. It's clear that Sorelli was all over Zibanejad throughout the whole Rangers series. He was all over Matthews in the Toronto series, all over Barkov in the Florida series. And he locked down all three of those people when he needed to. I got a good Sorelli story for you from this weekend, but I, I can't share it live. <laughs> Just be, oh. I'll, I'll bleep it. Go ahead. What, what is teaser? Speak you'll, sp- you'll, you'll bleep it? Yeah, I'll bleep, okay, bleep it. from here on out. Okay, you know how I went to high school with him? That's oh. a bad night for horny hockey players, eh? That's all around. Is that the transition? Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's a little tease. That's, that's a little tease. <laughs> okay, so I bleeped that part. That's gonna be a long. I'll just probably cut it. Um, wow. For those that aren't gonna hear that, that was a 25 minute story we just heard of Anthony Sorelli, and it got juicy. Um, <laughs> I think he's gonna be great against McKinnon. <laughs> Is there anything that you guys uh, have hinklings of for this? Yeah, I think that he's not going to be able to contain McKinnon at all. You don't think so? Dude, how can you contain a guy that doesn't eat carbs? Oh, man. He's how do on you? a different level of being than you. He's, he's not the same. Him down. You're going to slow about, that guy down? What about Ryan McDonough and Sorelli combined? Ooh. It's Nathan McKinnon, man. Yeah, he hasn't seen a gluten in a while. It's Nathan McKinnon. Like, the best, I don't know, like, I'm just trying to think of a defenseman like the best defensive play against an all-star this year. That's like comparable to McKinnon McCar on. Yeah. I'm thinking of that McCar McDavid highlight. And like, can you see Ryan McDonough doing that to Nathan McKinnon? I can't. I can see Victor Hedman, uh, making Ryan McDonough and Ryan McDonough and Victor Hedman making uh McKinnon's day. Not fun. Sure. It's a good defense. Like that's an amazing defense core, you know, Chernak, especially like that guy's not going to make your life fun in the corners in that front. But it's Nathan McKinnon. The guy knows how to score. He plays in the West. It's a rougher conference, too. Like, you're, I don't want to say it's an advantage in that going up against an Eastern team, but like, 
you're more adjusted, I guess, to the more physical play style than I think teams in the East are. Mm-hmm. That being said, like Tampa's one of those teams where they know how to get physical as well. So it's not like Colorado's going to rush them out of the building with how physical they are. It's just, I'm talking more from a perspective where I feel that Colorado isn't going to be, um, you know, it, you're not going to push them around like at all. They're used to it. Mm-hmm. McKinnon has 11 goals in 14 games. This <laughs> yeah. See, just my one concern yeah. about the Avalanche is if Caudry's not available, I think that they might be a little too one-dimensional against such a deep team like the Lightning. And then to me, though, that's where I, you know, I guess that's where the issue when we hear, you know, defenses built or championships are built from the uh, the net out. Colorado's done that with their defense core for sure. Their that's defense the, the, is amazing. It's the best. It's the best defensive core in the league, like without question. Is if Colorado's one, is Tampa two? Yeah. They're at least three. They're definitely That's the thing. They're top five, three. right? I think like, they're two. I think they're one and two defense wise. And that's, it's a slight edge, but it's not a lot. No. And then going back to that saying though, right? What was it start with? From the net out. Mm. It doesn't start with the decor. It starts with your goaltending. And I, you know, the, the, uh, the avalanche said they were non-committal yet on who they were going to start. But either way, Frank Kuz or Kemper against Vasilevsky. I know that a lot of us are hockey insiders with great sources. Do any of our have any of our sources let us know about Kemper? Like, is he good to go game one? He's good he's to skating. go. He's good to go. It's just they've said, like, we're not going to say who we're starting. I'm not even sure who we're starting. Like, we'll see what happens. Uh, I think they're just saying that. I expect yeah. it will be Kemper. I, I go Kemper. Yeah. Pick Kemper. What happens when Kemper lets in three goals with a little rust in the first period? Then is that's that it. Some, is that it? Work on a Frank Kuz. Yeah. You, it, it, it's you tough. Just, position for a Kemper to be in because not only are you coming in cold off an injury, but you're coming cold off an injury in the Stanley cup final against the back-to-back champions who have now won. What is it? 11, 11 playoff series in a row? straight series, Braden. Yes. <laughs> and the closest team that's like, in terms of the years that they are in is like 1976. Yeah, like the uh, two that teams that have bet have best them in straight playoff series in the last 50 years are both teams from the 1970s and eighties. Yeah. Isn't it like the Oilers and the uh, like Dynasty Islanders? Or no, it's the, the, Habs, the Habs Canadians. And the Islanders. Yeah, and they just passed like the 1956 Habs for the most series records in a row. Like, half on Darcy mm-hmm. stretched. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not like I am obviously concerned about the goaltending matchup, but I don't know if you guys saw that clip. Like, I don't remember if it was Jay Fresh or someone that tweeted out. It was just all of like the transition stops that Taves and Makar had against like <laughs> all of the lines so on Edmonton. Good. It's they're so good. And like the thing I'm thinking is if Point doesn't play in game one and they leave Kucherov and Stamkos together, how good do Taves and Makar hold up against them? I think they hold their own. And if they can hold their own against that line, like even with Point, Tampa's, they hold their own. Yeah. Tampa's really deep, but I don't know. If if Tav- Taves and Makar can play 30 minutes a night, like mm. I'm feeling still pretty good about Kemper. Like the shots aren't going to be flying in dangerous zones all the time when those guys are on the ice. Like but that's then- just not happening. That turns into what do you expect out of that pairing, right? What do you expect expect out of Makar and Taze? Do you expect them to be a shutdown pair? Because if so, like, what's your expectation for them to be uh, producing? Or I you expect ex- Makar right? to get a point a game because he's got 22 points in 14 games this postseason. Oh, it's mm-hmm. Consmite is his. If they plus, win for sure. So that's my bet. So that's the bet I wanted to first address. Every single listener right now, which I was looking at the stats earlier, 
Shout out to the second place most listeners from Belgium. Our our listeners are from Belgium, no apparently. Yeah. It it goes, that's oh, badass. It goes Cambridge, shout out, hometown. Cambridge, Canada. Then our second most listened to place in the world is Brussels, Belgium. So if Let's you're listening go. from Brussels, Belgium, open your sports book. Not sure if it's legal there. Get your bookie. Bet365 is European. Is so it? It yeah. probably is. There we yeah. go. Go to Bet365 plus 200 right now for Kale McCarr to be the Con Smythe MVP. I love that. That's pretty good still, actually. I, t- I told you guys two weeks ago at plus 400. I'm doing it again at plus 200. Do it still. It's still good money. Um, mm. Shout out Brussels, Belgium. And then on the flip side, are we saying Vasilevsky for uh, Tampa? Who's Darn. the other option? Like Stamkos? Stamkos has been yeah, pretty clutch, man. And like, it's, it's him or Vasi. Depends how the mm-hmm. series goes, right? The Stamkos clip of, is uh, plus fourteen hundred. That's the really clip nice of odds of like I think it was it was game six, right? Like the game was one nothing for uh, Tampa. Then Stamkos takes a shitty penalty, goes to the box, and Rangers score, and then he comes back and John Cooper points at him, and he's like, "That's on you." And then twenty seconds later, he scored. It was a garbage goal, but he still scored a goal. Like right. that's pretty badass. <laughs> that and it's a pretty like, unreal clip. I can't believe the coach cool. actually six did that. Was that's a... hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad that was caught on camera. Like they, yeah, they won two one, one. and Stammer got both goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Guy's he clutch. Looked, he looked good. And that helps him his con Smythe bid. So I I that's a little off the board pick. Plus 1400 on Stan Coast to win the con Smythe. That's not bad. That's, that's really worth, good value. That's worth throwing some money on for sure. Because like Vasilevsky's won on one too. Mm-hmm. Like maybe does Vasilevsky having one? Like he hasn't been unbelievable this postseason. Like mm-hmm. We've seen him before, so maybe that's like he already has one, so maybe that kind of holds it against him too if Tampa wins. And then Stamkos has nine goals, six assists in 17 games so far. So it's like, you know, it's he's no Kucherov with 23 points already this postseason. Who Ooh, like what's Kucherov at first? Plus four twenty-five or sorry, plus three seventy-five. So okay. yeah, I don't love mm-hmm. those odds. I think it's either Makar or Vasilevsky. McKinnon has a great shot at plus 220. I don't see any off the board picks. You're not going to see like Caves or Kemper win it. Like, no one's my uh, my friend put some money down on Nick Paul to win the Consmite. <laughs> what are can nice. you even do those? Is that did he had to request that? I think it was like plus 3300. It was the same as like Corey Perry. <laughs> oh, speaking of Corey Perry, one like. I think it's hilarious that he has a chance to lose his third straight final on three different teams, like three years in a row. Oh my God. Is that right? Cause he played on Dallas yeah. against Tampa. Then he Montreal played for against Montreal Tampa. against Tampa. That would be on Tampa. so funny if he went to Tampa and lost. Yeah. So three straight years, three <laughs> different teams, all <laughs> three losses. You got Maroon and Perry. Now who's going to be the, what's the one that breaks it? Mm. Who wins the scales? Is it Maroon? Where's a Perry? I know who leans the scales is Pat Maroon, but like who leans the True. Maroon can win four straight cups. That is crazy. I gotta yeah, say, they're both wild. Um, I hate Pat Maroon now. I used to like him a lot. What? I hate I hate Pat Maroon. Why? Because he's not a good hockey player. <laughs> That's <laughs> your number just, one reason, eh? Well, no, it's that he's not that good. And then you always see him getting into the scrums, which I'm fine with. Like getting into the scrums, like I like that. But then every single fucking time, three, I have three cups. How yeah. many cups do you have? Pisses me off. Yeah, I dude, you're it. on the fourth line every night. Sick. Sick eight minutes in the whole series. You really contributed to that cup win. 
They couldn't have done it without you. So you think? I don't that... know, man. I think he had a he had a big role on the St. St. Louis, Louis for sure. You're telling me that Pat Murray was a difference maker in Tampa Bay on either of the two back to backs? A difference maker. I think there's no. a reason why they brought him back three years in a row. For sure, he's cheap. He's like for what he provides, he's good. But... He's a fourth liner that you never can scratch, and I think that means you're a good player in the NHL. Yeah, if you're unscratchable, and I think he pretty much is at this point. Like that energy, that vibe, that shit talking. I don't care how annoying it is. If it's annoying the other team, good. Like I want the other team to be annoyed. Keep on saying three cups, dude. Come up with something. I have three cups. Okay, cool. Like sick, dude. You make eight seventy five a year. I don't know. Do you think it's slow? Tampa doesn't win. Do you think he still brings that shirt back? Like next season, is he still going? I got three or because they lost. You think he's absolutely over? Uh, All he does is he brings it back. He's got one shirt. I think he keeps that chirp until he has to eat some humble pie <laughs> and loses to Colorado. <laughs> I think he retires once he stops winning. So there's talk about building from the net out like we did. So mm-hmm. Tampa's got the better goalie. Colorado's got the slight edge in defense. Kai mentioned that Colorado might be one-dimensional with their top line if Kadri's not there to help their secondary scoring. Do we take Tampa's depth and top line over the Colorado depth and top line? Because Comfort has been playing unreal. Comfort has been wicked, but oh man, like it's it's if Point comes back. So yeah. let's say Point is back and 50% healthy, which I think is a fair assumption at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we if like Tampa's season, or Colorado's absolutely more? Absolutely not be back. I will take, I'll, I'll talk, I will take the, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning forwards over the Colorado yeah, forwards. Yeah, I think I do too. It's just... It's Palat, it's Kucherov, it's Stamkos, it's Point, it's Sorelli, it's Kalorn, and I can't keep on doing that with Colorado. Bolton, Nick Paul, yeah, like... You well, know there what are I mean? for Colorado, right? Like, obviously, there's the big three with Rant and McKinnon and uh, Landis Gog, but, like, Burkowski's been great. They got Valerian. Burkowski has not been great during the playoffs. Yeah, no, I don't... that's true. He has one goal in 10 games. Nichushkin has been and very good. And the two-way value that yeah. that guy brings, absolutely fantastic. Lekkanen's a decent player. Like you said, Comfort just brings it. Mm-hmm. Um, how's Newhook been? Is he playing? Yeah, he's been playing okay. Right? But like, like okay. Newhook is like... You can't rely on a rookie player to like be the guy who stands up to become the next... Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to be your answer to Braden fucking point. Or Corey Perry, which is on your fourth line. Or Pat Maroon. And, you know, I just... I like Tampa's depth more. Their mm-hmm. stars are their stars. Kucherov and Stamkos, I'll put up against anyone in the league. Like, I let's just go. Think I could see this series going either way. I could see it being higher scoring. In which case, I think Avalanche will take it. Or if it's lower scoring, I yeah. think Lightning are way more suited to take that series. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. If the series ends with 50 goals total scored, Colorado like the, will be lifting the cup. If like the average score is like 3 2 or like 3 1, I think the Lightning are going to win for sure. And can't the Lightning dictate that? Like, I watching, throwing back all the way to the first round. Like they didn't dictate the pace with Toronto up until about game five. And mm-hmm. then it was Tampa's dictating the pace for pretty much every game except for game one against the Rangers. Because that's what Tampa does, man. They're like, Rocky. they're not going to stop. They take matches at the start and they just figure you out. And then, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as game three, game four hits, sorry, 
Yeah. I think if the Lightning score the first goal, you're done. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. In yeah. Colorado, we've seen in this playoffs, they can score three goals and not have a secure lead. They've blown a couple of those against the mm-hmm. Oilers. It's it's got where it was a three goal lead. This game should be wrapped up by the second intermission. Then all of a sudden the Oilers tie it. And then the Colorado has to score three more goals in the third yeah. period, which they did against Oilers, but it's yeah, it's Mike Smith versus Vasilevsky. Like that's the yeah, different... uh, Tampa's not losing eight six. No, yeah, that ain't happening. That score is not happening. The loose change Scores podcast is telling you that right now. So I think with that being said, <laughs> it's going seven. If not six, at least six. I don't see either team winning in four or five. It, guys... It'll be a series. Yeah. It's going to be an amazing series. I can't wait to watch it. I hope it goes seven. I really do. I think if you're betting it to go seven, you're kind of taking Colorado, the home team, or Tampa Bay. But I'll tell you what, Colorado to win 4-3 at plus 400, worth a sprinkle. Yeah. Tampa Bay at plus 575 to win in game seven. Oh, my God. Might be better. I don't yeah. know. What do you guys pick? Someone tell me what to do. Are you guys picking uh, Colorado or Tampa? It's just so hard to say because I want the Avalanche to win so badly just because mm-hmm. of the bets. Just because of the bets. We've literally been saying every episode since episode one that Colorado to win the cup. So for me, I'm like, I am definitely hedging. I'm putting some money on the Lightning. I'm just not sure how much to put on. I've got two things I want to say. Number one, I know I said Colorado earlier, but... Man, I gotta go Tampa now that we're actually talking it out. There's too much. I know that's the that's the feeling, right? It's like Colorado is the first instinct. Then you flush it out with your mind. You're like, oh wait, the goaltending, the defense. You have the slight edge, but the forwards for Tampa. Gosh, I have had Colorado this whole time, and I picked Colorado and Tampa Bay to finish in the finals of my bracket. Um, I Tampa and seven might be it. Yeah. yeah. That might yeah. be Tam- Tampa does yeah. not have uh, Jack Johnson. That's oh no, that's one thing. thing. I forgot Jack Johnson's a player mm-hmm. on a he team does. in the Stanley Cup final. And he is he is playing. The second thing I wanted to touch on quickly there, after I mentioned hedging his bets, is uh, multiple times in our group chats I've hedged my bets and I got called a little bitch. Who's Ex- weak? Okay, you're hedging your you're hedging your like fifty cent. You're hedging yeah. your fifty cent bet because I put five or ten bucks down, and Kai feels like a big spender because he puts twenty or thirty, and then I get a free ten dollar <laughs> bet, and I put it on the other because it's hedging my bet, and I'm guaranteed okay. to win. Money. I know this is a callback to a specific event. I'm not sure. I need to pull up receipts here for like what the exact bet was. Because I do remember it was ridiculous, and Tyler was with me on this. I do remember that the bet was literally to win, no question in my mind, under $15, and you <laughs> hedged it. Yeah. If you are betting to win under $15 and you hedge, stop listening to this <laughs> podcast right now. Go find a home. Someone needs to help you out mentally, I and that's well, okay. Can you find a way to make sure that you end up with more money at the end of the night than what you originally started with, no matter what? And yeah, like take it. These two are going to tell you no. You shouldn't do that. You should. Well, you should let the possibility of you losing money. Braden, are you on? Are you on Fanduel? No, remember I can't get in right now. You can't get into Fanduel. I can't get in any of them because I, I I just got my Ontario license back today, so oh. I can like reapply. But like because they've literally given Tyler one hundred and fifty three dollars. 
here is in the last three weeks they've given me fifty dollars a week yeah i have one way that i can win the argument about my bets do you pick up a quarter when you're walking down down the street if you see one on the ground you pick no that's our whole point brayden is that you're leaning up you're picking up a fucking nickel and we're saying it's not worth picking up a nickel leave that nickel on the ground who knows where that nickel's been at bingo i kick it in the sewer it's worth your time. That's for no one. You can tell who the, uh, you know, this is an easy way to tell who the business major of this uh, group is and the three that did not graduate in business. Okay. Uh, so anyways, talking about business, I have a hundred dollars on Colorado to win the cup, which would pay out four I'm betting another hundred dollars on Tampa. That's a smart hedge because Tampa at plus 155 ensures that either way, I win $55 if Tampa wins, or I win $350 if Colorado wins. Mm-hmm. That's a smart hedge, Braden. Not your yeah. $2.50 $2 bet that you made. If you're guaranteed to win money, it's a smart bet. I won't be hearing otherwise. It's a smart, safe, stupid bet. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Betting with Braden is a lot like investing in the S&P 500. You're Using not money? You're going to make 10% annual, most likely. You're going to see those crypto bros making 50%. Tyler and Kai are those crypto bros. I'm not a crypto bro. What are you talking about? They're going to make 150% back on their return, and you're just going to truck along at your 10%. And then you're going to see weeks where they're all up another another 150, but they don't tell you about their weeks where they go down 250% and they lose it all. And at the end, they end up even. But you, my friend, you, my smart friend, you, my smart investor, my smart gambling friend that goes with me, we end up higher and higher. You know, Brayden, you picked an interesting day to make that analogy. Uh, how'd the S&P 500 do today? Uh, how's crypto been doing? Well, I don't invest in crypto, so I don't know. Me either. it's time to buy s&p baby 10 percent over annual anyways to prove brayden wrong as if any listener has bet any of the bets that kai Kai and i have put forth since we started recording they would absolutely be up money we picked tampa and seven at plus 550 to start the podcast so like anything past that is just gravy and s&p 500 down four percent today that's rough (laughs) it'll even out down 10 percent the last five days It'll even out. <laughs> Down 20% the last six months. It'll even out. Down 22% the last year. It'll even out. <laughs> Are we talking about stocks or Braden's betting account? The attention I've received from uh, ladies. Um, either way, <laughs> it'll even out. Oh, man. Okay, so let me hear it. I'm picking Tampa and seven, but begrudgingly doing that and absolutely cheering for Colorado because I have a lot of money on them. Lightning uh, six. Brain's got lightning in six, mm. which pays out plus five seventy five as well. I just know yeah. I just think Darcy Kemper in his nine oh seven save percentage or like whatever Frank is it's like oh man, I don't know. Like even like five. I wouldn't be shocked if it goes five for Tampa. Stuart what you got because because of I'd no be Kadri. very disappointed if it went five games. No Kadri with that goaltending. It no Kadri lightning and it's six. Good goaltending. Lightning just, and I don't six. Know. I even if Kadri comes back in game three, like you're still asking then Colorado to win a. And it's not just that it's Kadri against back Tampa still. That. It's not Kadri. Like, yeah. It's Kadri at ten percent. Yeah, he's, 10%. he won't be hundred percent if he comes back. He can't hold the stick. 
he won't be 100 percent now you're telling me that he's gonna be able to hold the stick great and be able to shoot in a week it's gonna be you know thumb straight up not wrapped around well we don't we don't even know what the surgery was so it could be anything related i know i know but like it could have been anything related to the thumb it's our third straight right. week speculating on Kadri's injury. At some point, we just have I, to. Like, I watch don't want to speculate happens. on a guy's injury because it feels greasy. It's just the only reason I say that is to me that, like, you're an NHL player. We know what those guys play through. A broken thumb, you play through. The guy can't hold a stick. That's the only explanation I can see. Okay. So That's we fair. got Tampa and six, Tampa and seven, Tampa and six. Kai, please tell me you're picking Colorado. Yeah, I'm going to go Colorado and seven. I believe. I think that's the that's the I best. I would rather answer, see that. Right? I want to see Colorado win, man. I like the ads. I also there's something to me like if Tampa wins, you know, like seeing a three time cup back to back to back champion, there is something kind of cool about that. And to see it, I won't mind it. Honestly, I'm at the point where I don't care which team wins. I'm cheering for Colorado for money purposes, but I would be happy to see either ceremony. I mind it more because it's Florida. Okay. Fuck Florida. Yes. <laughs> weird state to hate, but okay. What? How's that a weird state to hate? Because they're like so sh- unlikable. Yeah, they're Shitty one enough. of the they've least got, favorite got a, states for sure. Got bad stuff going on there. Like, I'm not. No. Gonna... Remember that time they handed the election to Trump? Yeah, I'm looking at our downloads by location. Oh. We have zero Florida listeners, so but we fuck hate Florida. Them. They did Florida. do that, Kai. <laughs> We are big fans of Kansas City, Dallas, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New Jersey, and New York. Those cities are our our peaches and cream. Our Texas listeners are going to love Kai shitting on Trump. (laughs) The San San Fran listeners are going to love it, though. (laughs) I wonder how the Brussels, Belgium listeners are going to feel about that. Um, Okay, well, I think that pretty much does it for the Colorado TV preview. if let's you listen talk about to Connor Ed- McDavid cheating on his girlfriend now, okay, let's do it. No um, soap opera, no drama, I, just hockey. Do you remember when the NHL released that ad and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" Do you remember that ad? No, no. They released an ad and it was like this picture of like some guy like proposing to a girl, something like that, and it was just text and it said, "No drama, just hockey." <laughs> and uh, it's been drama ever since for the NHL with stuff like this. Like, dude, we went one day without an NHL game. All right. And we have the Braden, greatest player quick. in the league. Explain to the listeners what McDavid did. Okay, so for those that didn't see it, it's just this video of McDavid absolutely tuned out of his mind, walking around. I don't know if it's Edmonton. I don't know where they are, but it's him, nurse, there's some ladies with them. And McDavid's walking down the street, drunk out of his mind, with a lady's hand in, uh, in his hand. And for those that don't know, Connor McDavid is in a committed relationship with, uh, I can't remember her name, Lauren something. A blonde woman. Kyle? Any NHL da- player is dating a blonde woman. You, The most surprising thing about this isn't that McDavid cheated on a girlfriend. It's that an NHL player cheated on a girlfriend. It's that it was with someone that isn't blonde. Like, that's legitimately the most shocking thing about it. Um, anyhow, he's holding this girl's hand and, like, uh, she's grabbing his ass at one point. Like, it's uh, it's not a good video for him. But It's uh, clear he, that it looks like they're going home together. Oh, yeah. And the guy gives the guy recording just goes, Connor. <laughs> McDavid gives the biggest deer in the headlights look. He, like, I've seen that look in Braden's eyes a few times in college. That is one of those looks like, I am not with us right now. (laughs) It's not a good look. You don't want to be given that look. You don't want to be seen giving that look. And um, honestly, if McDavid still went home with her after 
like knowing that he got recorded like i don't know man that guy's gotta be absolutely out of his mind if he still followed through on it uh i mean I either way you're getting in huge trouble yeah oh yeah it's gonna be assumed that it happened so you know the pr team the team <laughs> his teammates his family so everyone's hit him up this morning he woke up so hungover like Oh, dude, I woke no. up to Connor McDavid <laughs> and New York Rangers incest trending on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck did I miss last <laughs> What night? a and day in like, hockey, eh? We went one day. We went one day without NHL hockey. And we have this the greatest happened. player in the league cheating on his girlfriend. Allegedly. Oh. And I feel terrible like, speculating because, like, that poor girl, like, she must be going through absolute hell right now. And everybody's just making jokes yeah. about her on the internet. Like, Feels bad. what a completely terrible situation. And no matter what you do, like, you're going to get shit on. Like if she leaves them for it, people are going to shit on her. Cause they're going to go, you left the bag. You're an idiot. Ugh, you should just dealt with that for how many millions that he's got. And then you're going to have the other side who, if she stays, be like, why the fuck would you stay? Like the guy cheated on you. Like it's a no win situation for her. I don't, I feel terrible for her. It like, was a very on brand thing for Connor McDavid to do. In my opinion. Like when I saw the video, I was exactly right. Not surprising, <laughs> but shocking at the same no. time. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows the parameters of the relationship? Maybe they have an open relationship. Maybe he has a hall pass for when he's out with the boys. Maybe, right? Yeah, you don't know. We do not king Shane we, on these. We don't know. Yeah. Like, except if you wear tails. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'll. Sh- I'll make fun of you. Is that shaming? Should I? Should I cut that? Eh. I'll leave it in. We'll I like how in. the. I like how the BC guy is the one that brings up the open relationship status. The only reason I say that is because when I was out there. Fellas, ladies listening to, um, I, you know, on the dating apps, I was on those things and the amount of people I'd see, like everyone's like used to seeing like the random, like couple on Tinder that's looking for a third. Right. But there's some swingers, dude, not even just swingers. There's so many out there that ethical non-monogamous. I go, what the fuck does that mean? What would you <laughs> say? Ethical ethic- non-monogamous. Yeah. What? Or ethical <laughs> non-monogamy. So non-monogamy, monogamy, you know, is one person. So non-monogamous <laughs> is an open relationship. My question is what the difference between ethical non-monogamy is and unethical non-monogamy because to me I'm clipping this for sure. To me, to me unethical non-monogamy is just cheating. Yeah, so you're 100%. just advertising that you're not cheating. So I don't get the point of advertising the ethicality and the ethics of who you sleep with. Probably had like an English degree or something wanted to fill it off. Like if you're telling me you're in a relationship on Tinder, but it's open, I'm assuming the other person knows. You don't need to tell me that it's ethical. (laughs) That's true. Because, I mean, if you have a Tinder profile, someone you know is going to find out about it. Yeah, it's either an open relationship or, like, you're just really, you are just dumb. Dude, I know so many people that got caught like that, too. It's like, they they were in a relationship with a Tinder profile, and all it would take is one girl on Tinder to see Literally. Show her friend with a screenshot, and bada bing, bada boom, Joshua's on the doghouse. Yeah, he's Dude, even after you break up, people still hear it. You still hear about it because people go, Hey, I saw this person on there. And then you have to go, Oh, yeah, you know, like we broke up. Oh, okay, like word. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you're going to find out if, regardless in relationship or not, if that person is on the dating app. No doubt. Um, so, I think that's a perfect time for us to uh, do our first ad. Yeah. So we're sponsored. You don't want to talk Sammy Blay? No, we will after the ad. Okay, Perfect. Okay. We'll switch it in between the incest and the cheating. Um, <laughs> Do they sponsor incest or the cheating? Oh, we'll get into that. So, yeah, we got ads. Um, this episode has been sponsored to you by Neckties. Uh, Father's Day is fast approaching, and I know that you haven't gotten your old man a gift yet. 
I generally try to forget the holiday. Thanks, Dad. But if you have a father figure in your life, what better gift to give him than a tie? Uh, Because you aren't that close to your father. I know most of our listeners aren't. You don't know what to get him. You definitely haven't gotten him anything yet. Get him the classic necktie to show him that you care, but not too much. Use code LOOSECHANGE for two cents off any order from any store that sells ties. That's loose change for two cents off anywhere. Just mention it to the cashier. Send them a link to the Loose Change podcast. Tell them that you will get two cents off if they haven't heard of it yet. Tie your neck. Buy a tie. Loose Change just podcast. Steal just steal it. Just and take if, any tie you want. If they don't just tell them give you the two cents, take the tie. Right. Throw loose tie. change at them. Bring in the eye. And that was they'll deal uh, with it. They'll know. They'll know who sent you. That's the ad read. Sponsored by neckties. If they try and stop you, tie it around their neck. Choke them out. Don't let them stop you. Tie your neck. Tie their necks. Buy a tie. And Sammy Blaze's sister posting some fun mm. Instagram posts. Um, for those so we, that haven't seen it. If there's one word to describe her Instagram post. What would what would you use? Uh, Sexy. Track. Good looking. Well, Okay, I said one word, but but no. I'm not her brother, and that's <laughs> the thing that we're getting to is no. that uh, Sammy Blaze, NHL player, um, comments on sisters Instagram, two different posts with the word. <laughs> I didn't know it was two. That's sexy, sexy, <laughs> commenting on selfies <laughs> of her pic- of her sister. Um, I think this has gone a little haywire on social media. I don't think people are giving the research or the credit where credit is due. I don't think this guy thinks his sister is sexy. Mm. Then why would he comment that? Do we have confirmation that the woman in the McDavid video is not McDavid's sister? <laughs> She's got. <her> <laughs> I don't know, maybe if you comment sexy in there, well, no, I mean, but... McDavid's pretty sexy. I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll have to check with our inside sources. I don't know if we have any in the internet. Right I, I haven't seen confirmation on that. Sammy Blaze's sister, though, I mean, how does she feel like all, all of a sudden, all these NHL <laughs> players, all these NHL fans all over her Instagram page? Her comment section right now must be a tire fire. Oh, God. I just don't get why. If he called you sexy once, like, why didn't you go, dude, what the fuck are you doing? So let me explain it to the listeners. Why didn't I'm anybody tell sure, him? I'm pretty sure sexy, from what I've read on Twitter from a few French Canadian reporters, is that those in Quebec, sometimes use it as slain they call things sexy as in cool like that's dope that's sexy that's cool and when they say sexy they just mean cool but the thing is the word sexy means sexy and it yeah. doesn't mean cool so those that use that slain are wrong and should stop having gone to no. carlton 100%. university right in our nation's capital of ottawa right next door to gatineau Gatineau. Uh, you know, famous people live there in Gatineau, such as Jacques de Gatineau. Jacques de Gautier, uh, I'm pretty sure his name is. Uh, he switched it. But that being said, you know, I don't... I've met a lot of the Quebecois, the Quebecois femme. And, you know, both the uh, the ladies and the men in the Quebecois, I've never heard any of them mm. look mm. at their sister or their brother. Mm. I lived with a French-Canadian. Kai and I both lived with a French-Canadian. I never saw him look at his younger brother and go, you're looking sexy today. Maybe he wasn't. You know? Oh, he's, he's Quebec. He was actually related to Jacques de Gatineau. He was a good-looking man, too. He was a great-looking man, both of them. Yeah. Great-looking. Oh, no. I, I, I would have called him sexy. Absolutely. Well, 
that guy was a rock star. But <laughs> there's no way that he'd call his brother sexy or his sister sexy. And mm. I think it's a big French-Canadian cover-up because they're all into incest. Mm. <laughs> Wait, did you, but you just you- said our old roommate didn't? We don't know what happened when we moved out. That's true. Did we just make an enemy out of Quebec? Oh, no. Angry French Canadians. I'm sure that's an experience that no one's ever experienced before. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's true. They are angry. Show them a sign that's in English, too. They're going to lose it when they see that. Oh, man. We are trend no no let's stop we're trending in a bad direction we're pissing off ottawa i just wonder east. like because if it is a slang i'm just like what possibly is like the correct use of that slang i don't know i'm gonna go to quebec and just start calling people sexy and we'll see what happens Brayden, i feel like we have used the word sexy before to describe like something like i don't know I have yeah, definitely used it like, like I'm stupid. Drink. Like not drink. sexy. Not, yeah, yeah. Just like not in the correct usage. Just being like, oh yeah, like yeah, that drink is sexy. Like yeah, but I wouldn't comment that whatever. on my sister's Instagram. No, no okay, of course, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't care what the context is yes, that yes, I yes. use this. I wouldn't comment on my sister's Instagram post. You look sexy. No, I'm just trying to wonder like what the context is that he was trying to find. I know. I'm trying to rationalize it just because it's so hard for us to just. It's come hard on for this me to believe that he it. would. It's yeah. It's hard to believe just, that he would say maybe that. Maybe they're publicly. just a super close family, and right? he just says sister looks good and was trying to compliment her. Maybe I don't buy is that. Is it his stepsister? <laughs> <laughs> we are cutting that. We have to cut that. We're not cutting that. You're not going to hear. What? You know what you did. Oh, man. Um, okay. Does that do it for Hockey Talk, boys? It's about an hour of Hockey Talk so far. Should we wrap that and start talking Star Wars and love? Let's do it. All right. For those listening, thank you so much. Episode 10 of the Loose Change podcast. To those in Belgium, to those in Canada, America, shout you out. Thanks so much for listening to the hockey portion of the podcast. Now we're going to be talking Kenobi. So spoiler alert. If you have watched, haven't seen the new episodes, one, two, three, and four, stop listening or fast forward to Love Corner. We're talking Star Wars. What do you guys think of episode four? I woke up to Tux from Kai Kuiper saying it was the worst one yet, and it was super Disney-fied. Having watched it, it, I went in with super low expectations. I thought it was going to be terrible. I liked it. It yeah. is the worst one so far. It was Disney-fied. I thought it was going to be way more Disney-fied. I didn't think it was that bad, honestly. There was two parts. There's two parts that were bad for Disney. There was the... Uh, there was... I, what I didn't get is... Again, spoilers here. Okay, so, like, Obi-Wan's, like, on that planet, whatever the brand plan is, with, like... I don't know if they're rebels or just, like, you know, like, the people that help him out. And there's that guy, and he's looking at the map, and he's like, oh, we can't go. It's too dangerous. I won't help you. And Obi-Wan essentially says, yeah. and he goes, okay, I'll help you. Like, <laughs> if you're dude? asking for help, I'll do it. Yeah. Like, what, dude? Like, that's all. That's literally doing. like a five second turnaround. Yeah. Dude, like, it's harder to get me to go up to the bar than to get that guy to change his whole mind about going to the most dangerous planet in the galaxy, apparently. But, like, whatever. So there's that. That I was like, that was so dumb. Don't get it, but okay. And then originally, I didn't even think of, I didn't think it was that bad until, like, I don't know, halfway into the scene. 
But when Leia's wrapped up in Obi-Wan's no. I didn't think it was that bad. I was like, ah, like, they're busy. Like, you're not really paying attention. Like, and then I saw her feet rocking right beside him, too. I was like, yeah. oh, this is pretty bad. Like, she could have at least, like, one on his back. Mm-hmm. So he just, like, like a hunchback or something. Like- and then I watched a, a breakdown <laughs> of, like, that episode. Um, Apparently, all, like, the background stormtroopers were just, like, added in. You see, like, a column of stormtroopers. They're marching directly towards the glass window. Like, they're all just marching to, like, go look at fish. <laughs> Maybe they're on break. Really? Fish okay. <laughs> are cool, dude. And, like, I don't know. My only thing with that, like, sure, it's bad, but, like, I don't know. If it's a breakdown video that's going to, like, look for the tiniest little details, what catches that? Like, no, but I didn't notice. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's I an know. incredibly pro, like, they, they didn't say negative stuff. Rookie mistake. Yeah. But we talked about this. You know, rookie mistakes shouldn't happen on a Disney Plus show for Star Wars, cheap. which is one of the most like hyped up shows in recent memory. Every episode just feels and not even just that, but like like we said, like Boba Fett, even like some Mando episodes, like they feel cheap. And to me, it's like, why does it feel cheap? Like it's multi-million dollars into each episode. And to me, it's just the speed that they're trying to pump these things out. Right. They don't have time what? to like sit down, like some of the CGI, like But time, some... like this the show kept getting delayed and that's delayed. Right. Like that's how much time say. did they have did they need? They should have kept delaying it until it was perfect. And to say, like, I don't think it's not perfect for what it is. Like, I don't know how much better you're going to get, but, like, I don't know. Like, what do you think is better quality? Like, this or, like, the prequels? Like, in terms of, like, visual? This. It is and it isn't. Like, the CGI is better. But then, like, I don't know, some of the practical effects, like, still feel better, like, in the prequels. It's a different tone. Yeah. It just, it feels more professional. And obviously, it's films, so like it's going to feel more professional. But I don't know why. I just expected more of that yeah. feel from it. Than That's it's also been. only the design I liked the most was Alderaan. I think they did a great job with that. Yep. Um, but yeah, like the other stuff, I've kind of just been like, eh, you know. I feel so. That's a lot of surface stuff. My big problem with it is the plot. Like, yes. it's the plot is good the enough. Exactly. How did they get off the planet when the, the Inquisitors and Darth Vader are there and they had a blockade? If they do not explain that in five and six, that is a they... huge plot hole. And then how was like Obi-Wan? He's like out of commission for what five minutes? Yeah, but he was he wasn't like engulfed by lava like Anakin was. He got thrown into so some what, you go in, you go in the seconds. Back to tank for like one fucking oh, uh, spaceship ride. Like come he on. It was an overnight too, fuck. No, it's just so it's just lazy. And like we're four episodes in and Stuart we were asking for Clone Wars flashbacks last episode. I, if we, we didn't zero. get it this episode, how are, where are we going to get it? I'm fine if we don't get it. Whatever. I've gotten one oh, scene of I've... Hayden Christensen. I yeah. can't believe you just yeah, said where that. We're going to address that. Why, did, why that. did they bring back what? Hayden Christensen if there's like what? just that one scene, right? Darth Vader. Dude, Who cares? Can't, Star Wars can't. Well, just, why do you need Hayden Christensen in the Darth Vader suit? Who cares? Star Wars, it's not even a Star Wars. Star Wars, can't yeah. be, Star Wars can't just be Obi-Wan and Anakin doing Clone Wars shit for the rest of time. You have to do other shit. Sorry. You know, but you can just, you can definitely give a payback. But it's never been seen in live action, I think is my point. Like, you've never seen, like, the actors actually acted. Do you not remember how cool Order 66 was? No, no, no. Do you remember how cool Order 66 was? The first scene of Kenobi when we see that? And mm-hmm. then since then, we've gotten nothing, even though that we've was probably seen. the best scene. We'll get more. We'll get something because there's going to be more of Reva. Reva? Reva? I don't know how you pronounce her name. The third sister. Yeah. There's going to be more. Like, there's going to be more, but, like, it's about what he's been doing in between three and four. It's not about what happened before. 
the whole thing is about him trying to let go of the past. So if he's trying to let go of the past by completely revisiting it, it's just making a focus more and more on what the past is. But like the perfect opportunity could have been like five minutes while he's out of commission, just like little tiebacks. The only tiebacks we have to the prequel so far is like quotes from like Attack of the Clones and like Revenge of the Sith. Like it's not even new audio. Right. It's honestly, it's not it's just good clips. It's just me. little sound bits from like the prequels. I mean, we can talk know. about some things that I thought were actually cool. Like the one scene the, yeah. with like him dodging the stormtroopers by the hallway going scene out is amazing. That was yeah, the like, most Star Wars scene. So we've seen in all Kenobi. of a sudden now he's good with a lightsaber, right? Yes, that's great. In the last episode, he was like, it was like the first time he'd ever picked it up. Right. I wish there was more like, and it's, it was I think a guy like Darth Vader who's trained yeah. for five years straight is a bit different than like some shitty stormtrooper just blocking. You know what shot. I mean, though, Brayden? Like, come I on. I don't, I haven't had an issue with anything of it. Okay. Well, well this is the podcast where we are going to complain. I'm not about saying it, it was terrible. Like, I'm just not saying it was great. And when there's a six episode series and only one episode so far has been great. That leaves me a little disappointed. If your expectation fair. is that everything's always going to be perfect, you're going to be disappointed. A lot That's not life. what I'm okay, expecting. Braden, I want more here, than one out of four episodes to be great. And I don't think that's unrealistic to expect. I think well, maybe five and six will be better. Those are all the episodes in my head. Like, I don't know. Maybe. My question here's my like. I guess my barometer is different, but I just go in my entertainment at the end it's, of that. That the third episode was only great because of Vader. That was the go, only reason why it was great. I do go. Did I enjoy it? And I go, yeah. And I go, like, it's okay, yes. It's cool. not. A, it's not a scale to me. It's it's yes or no. Did I enjoy it? Yeah. Okay. Well, for yeah, most I'm gonna be, people, I'm gonna be honest. Well, I didn't. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was well. like, eh. Yeah. How about the whole Riva like interrogating Princess Leia? What is Princess Leia gonna know? Really, that Riva didn't already know. Well, she she did know on. that they were on Jabi. Okay, so that was it. It was just yeah. that. That yeah, was all she wanted. It was just that. Was, it was. I just thought it was so cool to see Riva probing the mind and not getting through. What'd you guys think of that? That was cool. I did like that. So uh, I guess now I'm gonna complain. Uh, ever since they introduced like the like mind reading thing, like you know they stick out the hand and the. Person. Whoa, Braden, you're complaining about something. You said I just. Don't know. It's just I don't know. It just my issue with it is just it always looks dumb. It looks like the person who's trying to read the other person's mind just has to take a shit, and then the other person's like scared because like they're gonna poop on them, and then like <laughs> they don't poop on them or they do poop on them. Like that's just what it's like, even when Kyle rendered in the like in the in the sequel, it's like. I don't, <laughs> like Maybe that's the message they're conveying. That these guys should. If you don't answer my question, I'm gonna shit on you. I'm just sticking Maybe. the hand in your face. But like, I don't know. I just the whole like, I'm just gonna draw anything out of your mind that I want. I always kind of just felt like it was a a cheap way to just move the plot along. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I kind of Maybe. agree with that actually. But for what it's worth. That. With it being in there, I did like that they weren't able to that she wasn't able to get through to Leia because of the force. Like I liked that. Right? A little hint that she's force sensitive. Going into the next episode. So Brayden, you don't care about the flashbacks. I'm asking Stuart and Kai. I'd like to see them, but if they're not there, like, okay. Do you guys care for flashbacks? My whole thing would be if there's not gonna be flashbacks, why would they hype up the return of Hayden Christensen so much? 
Exactly. That's the part that's been bothering me is that because to me he was advertised so heavily and everything, but like I haven't seen his. You saw his face for like um, thirty seconds, not even. Part of me feels like it's not about James Earl or James Earl Jones' voice is like a way bigger deal at this point. It's oh, it's awesome that it's his voice too, though. I think it's about paying. If if he doesn't get more scenes, like you know, being Anakin, I think it's more about making things right with Hayden Christensen and doing right by him. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, they have done. Yeah, that guy got fucking shit on. He got so much hate. He got so... Like, the guy's been in almost nothing since. Right? It was a career killer. I mean, that'd be kind of ironic if he returned and then people continue to shit on him because a lot of people are. Yeah, but now people, like, more people appreciate the prequels because it's the kids that grew up with them that are now adults and they, like, grew up with those movies they love them like also just like just mean culture yeah mean culture too and like it's gonna happen with the sequels but i think a big part of it to me now is just people hated the prequels hating christensen got shit on for it and now they're being appreciated i don't hey come back let's make things right you get to be vader dude i don't care if you most actors fucking get pissed off if they have to wear a mask all the time are you kidding me they want their face to be seen right that's why we see in mando like Pedro Pascal getting more FaceTime because, like, he wanted his face to be seen. Yeah. You think Hayden Christensen cares? Dude, he gets to be Darth fucking Vader. He doesn't give a shit. And now you're seeing at these conventions, everyone's cheering for him, everyone's happy. I, honest to God, I think a big part was just making things right with Hayden Christensen. So, um, I don't mean, to, okay, yeah, that's good and done. I want to ask you guys, what do you think is the deal with uh, the Jedi's in the tomb? Like, what's the uh, that was a really cool scene for Obi-Wan yeah, to watch through trophy that. room, isn't it's, it? It's either a trophy room trophy. or it might be a callback to like it's Rebels, because right? yeah. in Rebels, they um, Luminara they like mummified like a one of like the yeah, je- the Jedi Luminara as like a trap because like other Jedi would feel her presence or whatever. Mm. They like felt that she was alive, but in fact, she was just like a mummy. Right, and it was like a trap to like lure them into like the inquisitors. That's interesting. Okay, so like it could be that. Um, Rip I, I could see it also just being a trophy room. If it's a trophy room, though, I again would be from? like, again, I would be like, why the hell are is it these people that you're showing? Because only one of the Jedi is recognizable. The kid. So if you look at the kid. Um, and then apparently you look at the credits, the same kid is in the Order 66 flashback scene as, like, or the same child actor is in the Order 66 flashback scene as the episode four. So it is the same kid as that flashback. You got a kid actor you're going to use them is kind of what I think that might just be. But I mean, that is, that could be a a callback where it's like this kid was shown in that opening scene and we all think Reba is in that opening scene and now this kid is in the tomb. And here's my question to that. Mm. If there's plot holes that we want to discuss. So what, like they killed this kid at the temple and then they were like, let's mummify him and keep his little helmet on. Yeah, I know. No, it's it, <laughs> well, like, we it build this whole fortress. It looks stupid. And so it's just like, if it's a trophy room, it's like, cool, we killed a kid. Yeah. Is that really a trophy? If That's why it feels like it may not be. It might yeah, be do you remember? Else. Dude, are you kidding me? Do you remember what that first kid said to uh, Anakin when he went into the uh, console? Master Skywalker. What Dude, are we gonna do? He wasn't a Jedi Master. Why would you think that's just taunting him? That's just poking the bear. <laughs> so 
That was, yeah, that's a bad call. Don't be poking Anakin at that point. Don't poke the bear. That's funny. You poke the bear. So let me ask you guys this then. Um, talk to Kenobi a little bit. What do you guys think of five and six going forward? What do you want, Stuart? What from what five I and want six? What do you want? Is longer episodes. The fourth episode was too short. Yeah. Yeah. I think we will episodes. see longer episodes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plot wise, is there anything that you really need? Yes. For me, yes. I need two things. One, I need Kenobi and Vader to fight one more time. It will happen. Which will Absolutely. happen. Absolutely. I think it should happen and twice. Two, I need at least one Hayden Christensen going fucking crazy. Order 66 scene. I just need yes. one Anakin doing I need the, I do shit. need them to finish that opening scene. That's it. There's That's got, there's got to be a second part. I need of that some Liam Neeson. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say and Liam Neeson. That's what I want. Okay, so um, there's that's okay, three, three things. things. The fourth thing, which I don't know if it's gonna happen, is Leia's gonna get delivered back to Alderaan. Mm-hmm. How are they gonna like write that in so that it's not incredibly fishy that like the Inquisitors had Leia and then now she's gonna go back to Alderaan? become like a some sort of diplomat for them but it's like they know that obi-wan was with her they know reva knows bail organa had like rebel uh ties like they always did (laughs) the whole thing was just that it's a senator and the rest of the senate would get too fucking mad if they went after him yes it's just like i need some sort of explanation i just feel like they can't just like drop her back off at the front door yeah because she would still be in danger But she would still be in danger because, like, the Empire can still start. They even say at the start, like, when the fifth brother finds out that they kidnapped you, he's like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, this is a senator's daughter. Like, you're an idiot. So she's back some. Well, you're going to steal him again. What about the relationship with Obi-Wan? Like, because, like, when they're on the Millennium Falcon together and the whole message at the start, like, I get, like, you're trying to like cut time you don't have to like say a lot of stuff but at some point like they did hang out on the ship for like days and days they were going to bring up the fact that they were on a fucking mission together i see that of people being like why is he she acts so like you know right you know fucking uh whatever to him i don't know she's 10 like i don't fucking remember what i did yesterday i'm sure you remember it but like some dude you met when you were 10 years old even this is crazy adventure like star wars crazy adventures just happened in the universe and then like I don't like that's kind of just where I thought about it. I'm like, ah, eh, she's 10. Like, what, 10 years later, you're really going to remember him that much? 15 years later? You remember him for sure, but it's kind of like, ah. Yeah, for guy, sure. No doubt. That old dude. <laughs> I was t- more talking about like Leia older. Like, how, how are they in the Millennium Falcon together and Leia's not talking to Ben? Like, hey, remember that time? They never, they never met. They never met in a new hope. Yeah, yeah they did. They did. No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, do, they did. Man. They were on the desert together. Obi-Wan and Leia never had a scene together because Obi-Wan leaves the main group to go shut the tractor beam down, and then the rest of the group go to get Leia, and then the only time she ever sees him, he has his back to her because he gets cut down by Vader. No. Yep. That's how I remembered it too, Brayden. Yep. They never have a scene together. She never sees him on the Death Star. They never talk. They never have a scene together. Because then Leia gets on, when she first gets on the Millennium Falcon, the first time she gets on is after Obi-Wan died. And then she's all like, I'm sorry that that dude you met two days ago died, even though I'm consoling you and my planet just got blown up. So uh, is there anything you need to see, Brayden, five and six? 
yeah, I just wanted to quickly say that the National Predators have signed defenseman Jeremy Lozon to a four-year, $8 million contract. <laughs> Who? Tucker, exactly. Tucker Pullman 2.0, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, He's probably better. He had He's six points in 53 games last year. Sorry, he had seven points in 66 games this year as a defenseman. And he's uh, 25, so that's a bad deal for Nashville. Anyways, what do I want to see? Um, I would like to see another like order 66. We'll get it. Um, the wish list is like, yeah, proper like crazy scene. I want to see a. I want to see Vader like just go ham on the the third sister. Um, I want Liam Neeson. That's my number one. Yeah. And with that, I'm happy. Do you think they just like end the series with Liam Neeson thing? I think it'll be some like talk about like patience and this and that. And like, cause the whole point of Liam Neeson showing up, the whole reason why Obi-Wan isn't able to connect with him is because he hasn't, he's not at peace with himself and at peace with the force, mm-hmm. right? Because he's too traumatized by the past. So I know some people will be like, Oh, well, what, we only gone for two minutes, but like, that's not what it's saying. Can you say it's that sig- again? The, uh, the reason he can't connect with Qui-Gon is what? he's not at peace with himself and he's not at peace with the force. Right. Like that's the whole point with the force goes is like you become one with the force. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. He's too traumatized. Like he cut himself off from the force. Like that's why he had so much issues with the force. Why he had issues with his lightsaber. Like it's not that he wasn't practicing. It's that he cut himself off. Right. Right. It's not, he wasn't practicing. He wasn't using it. So mm. with the reappearance of Qui-Gon, if we get that, it's that's what signifies that Obi-Wan's now at peace with himself. He's at peace with what's happened. And he's not one with the force yet because he's still alive, but you know, as close as you can be while he's alive. Right. It's that acceptance of the trauma of the past and the, you know, that it is what it is. And now he's got to move forward. Mm. True. All right. Well, that's Kenobi talk. Uh, unless Kai has a point. I do have a point. So one more gripe. Yeah. That's my last gripe. I promise. So Jedi Fallen Order is canon, right? Mm-hmm. It is? So, I didn't know that. Yes. yes. So five years prior to the events, like four or five years prior to the events of Kenobi, the final level I know where you're gonna go of Fallen Order yeah. is like they go swimming underneath the thing and then they fucking enter the fortress almost the exact same way as Kenobi does. So why didn't they fix it? Yes. Because Cal had the help of a knight sister, so it still took somebody with the force to get in. And then Obi Wan had somebody who was an officer, as far as the Imperial Corps was concerned. Again, had a guard it's, the again, it's just like the exact same. It is very like similar. this is a, oh, this is a severe flaw in the system. Yeah, so it's the, the same thing can happen twice. Well, I mean, again, Both of them. Just, <laughs> that is one of my major issues in, about Star Wars is that how easy it was to get blown up. <laughs> yeah, there um, you go, right? Like, you can find that with anything. Why could an alien uh, fly into the like separatist thing and blow up the thing? Like, I don't know. It's just I thought that made more sense, to be honest with you. The eight-year-old? Well, spinning is a good trick. It is. I'm just fighting know. stupid droids. To me, that was like the explanation that made sense there to me. It was just like, yeah, like, he had an imperial officer helping him, and in the an game, imperial yeah. officer who obviously had extremely suspect credentials, and she gets called out about it when she's like snooping on the computer, and then she just like the next scene she just beat the guy up in the background while there's other imperials in the same room. 
Kai, I know that like, you don't think women are strong enough to beat up men. No, but it's like, that's where you come up with this. I'm not even so going to start on what you say about okay. the third <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Don't don't even let me in with that group because like that's there's heavy implications there. Yeah, no, um, can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. I've never <laughs> said anything bad about the third sister. So <laughs> if you just like, man, it's, she's on the computer. This guy's like, oh yeah, like you're not supposed to be here. Come with me. Next scene they cut, she just beat him up in the in the same room, just behind like a bookshelf. Goes back yeah. to the computer. It goes back to the computer. No the one's gonna there. like go behind the bookshelf and then see the guy there. And I they'd be like, what the like, fuck? The body being found, but as far as people like being like, where'd that guy go? Like the whole thing with the empire is like people are too scared to ask questions of like other people. If you're there, especially disappears, right? Like that's what the security thing showed is like they're too scared of repercussions. You're gonna go, hey, what that guy say to you? To your boss there? No, nah, fuck that. You're minding your own business. It was so super Disney fied, like Kai said at the start. That, that it felt Disney fied, but like that was just far why, like, too much. Just, I don't know. I need some more dark. I need substance. Darth Vader twisting someone's neck. Yeah, there was such little substance in episode four. But one saving grace of it was Obi Wan doing the game back of the lightsaber. I know he wasn't good at it, and it's like, oh, look how good he is now. But I'm glad I got to see the whole. It looked awesome. The also, the purse troopers look stupid. I hate the purse trooper. They were missing the like stuff on the shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah. And the and helmet like, design's different. They look super plain. I thought it would have looked a bit dumb though. If they had the fucking staffs. Like, I think people would have complained if stormtroopers could now fight like a Jedi in live action. Media. Why not? Jedi Fallen Order is already canon. Yep. Yeah, but ninety percent of the Star Wars fan base doesn't hasn't played that game. Okay. In Revenge of the Sith, there's like those mana guards. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why? Now if, I wanna, like, now I want to. If you're hunting, right. if you're hunting Jedi, why would you not be able to have someone that can melee with Jedi? That's a good point. <laughs> when you put it like that, I don't know. The only thing to me, I don't, I don't know. I've never liked the. I never really liked the perch troopers just because it kind of felt like the entire point with the Magna Guards and Grievous is that the Magna Guards were only able to kind of compete because they're droids. Like the processing's that much faster. And Grievous had to have like, and they were never really a match for Jedi. And then Grievous had to have how much fucking like cybernetic enhancements to be able to like kind of compete with jedi yeah um we have five minutes left before we have to cut the recording so hey and in the sequels um traitor snoke's snoke's guards are able to parry and they get absolutely wrecked that was bad yeah, yeah so I, i'm just I saying mean, it's like that they, can have, they can have perjure pursuers who can yeah, melee and just get wrecked to me, Anyhow. seven, eight, nine isn't canon. Anyways, uh, Brayden's Love Corner. This is the home of Brayden's Love Corner, Loose Change Podcast. Brayden, have you fell in love in the last week? No, no. Disappointing. What? What? Why? Are we? It close? was. Uh, no, you know what? Not a lot of not a lot of stuff this weekend. I I went out to the bar the Friday night because you know I got put my life there, and it was like dead. I was like, oh, this isn't it. so I went home early Friday night, and Saturday I just went out to like a little casual bar. Like I didn't really, there's no really opportunities to meet people. Um, this weekend was dead here too. I don't know why. I don't know what was going on. Like Canadian work on work on, on Friday, Saturday was like so there was slow. Rib fest, but for whatever reason it was just rib fest. Like 
Yeah, there's a rib fest. And people were going. Like, I messaged this one girl I know. Not, like, like that. Like, we're just friends. But I was like, yo, babes, like, where you at? And she's like, I'm at a rib fest. I was like, what the fuck? Like, we're just rib fest into the bar on a Friday night. But, like, whatever. Apparently, people like their ribs. Rib fest is an insane thing. Like, insane. Here, Here's money for me to enter this place. And then in this place, I may only buy overpriced ribs and overpriced beer. With no entertainment. Carnival rides at rib fest. Who started rib fest? Like, why is there not chicken burger fest? Why is there not chicken finger fest? It's a Ponzi scheme. Why is there not hot dog fest? I would so go to hot dog fest. I guess it's the Nathan's hot dog like eating contest is a hot dog fest. Sponsored by Phil Castle. Is there a burger fest? <laughs> I know Halifax is a burger festival. Anyways, about love. Yeah. Have you fallen in love? You haven't fallen in love. Do you have any uh, dates? You have any swiping on I've Tinder got, at all? Dude, I've got nothing even lined up. Like that's where I'm hurting That's right okay. Now. Sometimes when you're not looking is when you find stuff. You know what I mean? Well, I, I, and that's the thing is I think I want it too much. So I'm like, ah, I got to let it just happen. But at the same time, mm. you have to be an active participant in your fate. That's true. Some people don't do that enough. Oh, it's going to happen to me. No, you have to make it happen sometimes. No, dude, you can't just lay in bed and expect to get like, you got to go out and like do shit. Right. But right. it's probably in the line of realizing that while you only, you, that you only have so much of an effect. Right. Um, and to just be you and shit all work out. Yeah. Are these affirmations that you have like poster on your mirror in the morning that you take a look at? No, my affirmations are like just trying not to like fucking like, you know, pop up on that news by the end of the day. Don't make this too dark. Um, but we're doing OK. I so kind of want to cut that, but I'm going to leave it in because I'm pretty tired now. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I'm funny. People will laugh. It is a cry for help, but people will laugh. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Yeah, not much. We've had our Top Gun mustache discussions. As you can see, mine is slightly coming back. Running over to the grocery store. Do I get some Just for Men and just diet? I think it's yeah. tough enough. There's there's definitely some stuff going on. You got a little bit of a uh, a gap there between the nose. I know, I know. I've got the gap and I can't get to grow it all there, which is like brutal. So does Miles Teller. He has a little bit of a gap. Does he? Yeah. There we go. The only thing is mine's got a little ginge in it. A little uh, gingy. Hey, ladies. You know what that means. What does it mean? Bleep this. But uh, the reason, if you've got some ginger in your stash, is uh, 